This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Eric Stokeby Fourth Generation, Missouri Meerschaum, and ThisPipeLife.com. We thank them for their support of this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD. Hey, Bo. Good evening, man. Man, good evening to you, sir. How you doing? Dude, I'm, I'm good. Your Apple Watch is going nuts. Okay. Yeah, I hate the fact that I've got this thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Well, okay. This is the deal. When you when you own your own business and you're trying to get a a uh, sophisticated app up off the ground, you have to own devices that you might not normally use, right? Because you have to test them. Because out. you want to test to see if it works on on such and such device. So you uh, are are using this uh, this Steve Jobs uh, device on your wrist. And uh, I mean, this there's this is like biblical, right? Isn't this a sign of the beast or something of that nature? <laughs> like, honestly, you're going to print one of those little Apple things on your forehead. Yeah, I've, I've turned it off now, so that should no longer be a problem. Man, how are you doing today? Dude, I'm good. I'm good. Lots of uh, lots going on around the old country squire here. Is there I think I think there's like some sort of like country squire bot mitzvah that needs to happen of some sorts for you. Well, OK, f- first, okay. Let's, let's talk about a, an event we have coming up soon. Yeah, actually, uh, that event is a sponsor for this uh, week's episode. It is. It is. We have uh, the uh, fourth generation uh, pipes and tobaccos plus the Kamoy uh, pipes and tobaccos will be. Uh, at the Country Squire on, uh, what is it, June 16th? Man! Uh, which is Thursday night. Dude! And we'll be uh, right here at the shop from 5 to 8 p.m. Uh, tons of pipes, tons of tobacco, lots of giveaways. Of course, uh, the fourth generation folks, Eric Stokeby, uh, good friends of the show, and they will be giving away uh, a lot of leather goods, particularly in a pipe. But um, everyone's talking about that messenger bag that is made <laughs> for all the pipe stuff, you know, and it's just so awesome. It's, uh, you know, Stokeby, when they came out with this deal, uh, you know, they, they just really nailed it. It's a, it's a beautiful, it comes in a brown and a black uh, leather messenger bag. And uh, we'll have several of those up here that night, uh, specifically made for pipes. And uh, on and on. Yeah, man, lots of pipes, uh, discounts and things like that. So uh, June 16th uh, from 5 to 8 p.m., Fathers, Friends, and Fire is the name of the event. Here at the Squire. Now, if I'm not mistaken, right. I mean, this is an event that's actually happened kind of across the country. That's right. A lot of tobacco- tobacconists have taken this on over the past month, uh, just kind of in preparation for a uh, Father's Day kind of summertime um, you know, extravaganza type thing, yeah. but it's a thing you can come grab Papa, uh, a new pipe, you know, some, you know, some kind of nice gift and, um, and, and come, you know, have fun and, uh, probably win something and, uh, and buy yourself something. Here's what we want you to yeah. do. Check out the show notes for this episode. We'll have a link to the Facebook link, which actually um, lists all the locations going on. We'll also share that out on the Facebook page. But if you've got this event going on in your local hometown, go and let them know you heard about it on Country Squire Radio. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So there's the sponsor. You want to? This is this is a little bit different. We're getting the sponsor out of the way a little bit early uh, because we've got some big news. You've got some big news, man. I. I am a um I'm a small business owner now. So the Country Squire tobacconist <laughs> has been uh, he, it's been a stable in the the Jackson Mississippi uh, area for forty five years. Forty five years. That's, right. That's uh, right. In in that time, it was originally founded. Of course, uh, the original owners, um, the the Reeves who yeah. owned it for uh, Jim and Gwen, many yeah. many years. That's right. Uh, passed it along to their daughter mm-hmm. Kim, who has been the owner uh, during uh, up until recently the the entire life of this. Uh, podcast. Of our podcast, that's right. And uh, just yeah. recently, how recently? Uh, Wednesday of last week. Wednesday, not even a week. <laughs> Wednesday of last week, ladies and gentlemen, the torch has been passed. Uh, this this shop, this shop, this this stable, not just in the Jackson, Mississippi uh, area, but in the industry as a whole. 
the country squire, now under new ownership, Mr. John David Cole, I present you (laughs) to the world as the owner of the country squire. Look, it's been five days and I hadn't I hadn't burned it to the ground yet. (laughs) (laughs) Although it'd be a great smell of fire. Man, no, I you know, it was awesome. This has kind of been in the works for a while. And, uh, you know, we've had a lot of a lot of y'all have uh, written in and even even called in and been like, man, what's going on? Like, I see a lot of uh, empty tobacco jars behind y'all and uh, hadn't seen as much activity on social media and things like that. And um, to, to be honest, kind of letting the cat out of the bag, we uh, over the past two months, uh, it has been a really, really fever, feverishly busy time of trying <laughs> to orchestrate this deal and get everything together. And uh, anyway, we um, were able to do it. And uh, Kim, uh, the, the owner, uh, who I and Mrs. Reeves' daughter, whom I dearly love and um, has taken such good care of me, uh, we, you know, she several months ago approached me as, uh, you know, as, as thinking, you know, she wanted me to be the one to kind of bring her legacy into the next generation, you know, and it uh, it was very honoring, very very honoring, and um, and so uh, yeah, over the past uh, several weeks, couple months, you know, it's just been insane trying to get all this stuff worked out and open a new accounts and uh, you know new tobacco licenses and just all the things that come along with you know opening and 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 run or running a small business, even if a business has been there for forty five years, it's just just so much to do. Uh, when transition is involved, so uh, man, yeah. Anyway, we we got it done last week, and uh, and so we're gonna uh, start stocking back up our inventory again next week, and uh, and get a bunch of new pipes and everything. But more more than anything, aside from all that stuff, it's a uh, it's just a big honor, you know. I I feel like taking over an institution like this um, is is just beyond me, you know. And <laughs> and, and I don't even feel like it's mine. I feel like I'm just. Uh, kind of the the caretaker shepherd that's gonna you know maybe take it to the next uh, to the next person Man. you know it's like it's like holding the torch and uh, just trying to take really good care of it until the next person comes along and uh, the squire uh, like so many old fashioned tobacconist pipe shops across the country uh, it has a spirit all its own uh, its customers and and community are. Uh, very unique and extremely, um, you know, sophisticated, but also just very caring and tender. These are people that love one another, care for one another, uh, you know, g- give each other a hard time, but in the best way, <laughs> you know, and we, we just have oh, such yeah. a legacy. You know, we're sitting at this tobacco bar that uh, doggone Jerry Clower used to sit, you know, mm-hmm. right there and and uh, and just tell stories forever and ever. And, um, you, you know, it's, it's things like that that uh, just really bring me pause about, um, you know, kind of taking this over. I'll be honest, Bo, I, I signed the documents. Uh, Kim and I were out back and we kind of did this and we were both real emotional. And then I just cried for about 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like yeah. A- everyone left and I was just out back weeping. So uh, it was uh, it was great. Mrs. Reeves, uh, who I had the pleasure of working for for about a year until she passed away. She started the shop in 1970 mm-hmm. with her husband, Jim, and uh, they called it the Country Squire uh, because they didn't know if a pipe shop would make it in Jackson, Mississippi. And so a name like the Country Squire, we've talked about this before on the show, but, you know, uh, with a name like that, you could sell a lot of things, maybe clothing or, you know, gifts or, you know, all kinds of things. But uh, the pipe shop took off and it's become a legendary, you know, legendary tobacconist in the South. And uh, I'm just glad to be associated with it. I really am. And um, anyway, here's to... 
Here's to 45 more years. Man, congratulations. Yeah. I got to tell man. you, I'm, I'm just, as a friend and a, and, a, and a brother, man, I'm just so proud of you. Thank you, brother. Uh, as a customer of the Country Squire for several years now, I can say, I mean, it's not, and I think that many, if not all of the customers would echo this. It, it, it could not be in better hands. So wow. uh, we are we are all uh, honored and thrilled to have you at the helm. Uh, and uh, and in fact, uh, you know, commanding this this beautiful vessel that we have here yeah. into the next era of, uh, of pipes and pipe tobacco. Yeah, man. Thank you so much i you know i i i would i would you know regret if i did not say that our our listeners mm. and you know viewers too now that we're on youtube but y'all are a part of this like i you know a shop like this in today's world think about all the stores that have gone out of business with the advent of the internet okay brick and mortar uh, in a lot of industries has has really suffered this like what we're doing what we're doing right now tonight, knocking like, the mic, like knocking the mic around, <laughs> um, it, you know, th- this, this makes me feel so optimistic about the future of Country Squire uh, because, it, you know, the community is so robust. It's not just the people in our sleepy little town in the south. It's it's folks all over the world. And 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 and, you know, we just had another uh, another um, you know, Pike Pilgrimage on Friday, actually. Josh really? Josh came all the way from Atlanta, literally six Josh. hours away, just to come visit us on Friday. He called me Thursday afternoon and was like, man, I, please tell me you're going to be there. Please tell me you're going to be open. And we were, and he came, drove all the way. And, you know, it, you like, have to start calling me. Yeah. I want to be here, man. Well, you know, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's that thing. Like, I mean, this doesn't, it's such a special thing. It doesn't happen and very often. It's like the stars have to align for a place like this to, to be in existence in today's world. And, and by God's grace, we are thriving and, you know, really, you know, moving forward and, and, Everyone's really excited. Our customers are so loyal and faithful and uh, and the regulars that hang out, you guys, I mean, everyone has just been so supportive. So um, I, I walk into this feeling um, extremely good about the future of our of our shop and uh, and feeling very blessed. So, and yep. exciting time. Yeah, man. Congratulations. Bring it on. And uh, what, <laughs> what better week could there possibly be for the type of episode that we're doing today? This, of course, is a Squire Select. Man, we get to drink. Yeah. So <laughs> if you've never tuned in for a Squire Select before, if this is your first time listening to a Squire Select episode, the idea is that we take um, various uh, beverages and I think, yeah, I think it's only been beverages thus far. We've done tea, we've done coffee. Primarily, though, we, we do whiskey. Yeah. No, and, we, uh, we, we generally do brown water. That's right. Yeah. We, 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 we did wine one time. We did. And we, I think we did actually uh, gin once. We did. Yeah. We did. We got a lot of a uh, lot of flack for that. No, you, you got a lot of flack. <laughs> I got a lot of yeah, flack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you went into that episode, like, kicking and screaming. You're like, are we really going to do this? You know, I... I, I thank you for letting me do that because no, I'm a gin, I'm a gin drinker. It was I good. love gin. We'll, we'll do gin again, but today we are actually doing uh, some brown water. We're reverting back to the uh, back to the whiskey. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, man. Squire Select. Or so re reprogressing that <laughs> reprogress isn't that just called regressing? Well, it would re- re- reverting would mean stepping back, and so we're taking a step forward, but we're covering old ground. I don't know. <laughs> Let's, let's, get, the, I'll let's dr- get the whiskey. I'll drink to that. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, th- this is um, – so generally what we do on Squire Selects uh, is we will introduce a couple of, uh, you know, uh, drinks and then associate with some pipe tobacco that uh, I think pairs well along with those drinks. And so uh, got a couple of good selections tonight. The The second one's really interesting. We're going to start out with this, uh, this black bottle. Uh, this is a blended scotch whiskey. 
it says um, it's it's called Black Bottle, curiously rich and slightly smoky whiskey crafted to a secret family recipe. Uh, and on the back, it's uh, it says in 1879, Gordon Graham had an ambition to create a blended scotch whiskey without compare. The perfect dram, if you will. Uh, today, the same pursuit of perfection can still be found within every drop of the black bottle. Distinctively rich and slightly smoky, this is a scotch whiskey with a genuine character. So um, it's a blended scotch, uh, so it's you know going to be a good price point for folks that, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, are familiar with, with bourbon or just, you know, traditional American or Canadian-style whiskey, um, it, but might want to kind of stick their toe in the water with the with the scotch and kind of get an idea of what maybe a little bit of that peat, a little bit of that smoky kind of kind of feels like. So there's some coffee notes and uh, maybe a little background of caramel. Super smooth finish. Uh, not tons of bold flavor. Uh, it's one of those that's just going to give you a real kind of smooth, peaty, peaty, scotchy flavor, which is really nice. So I'm going to pour us up a dram here. Yeah. <laughs> I like the way you described this, man. Because, you know, I like I like peatiness. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm big on the peat. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, wow. That's different. It's different. The that, thing about... It's got like a fruity... The thing about Black Bottle, this, this like I mentioned, this is such a good uh, introductory scotch for a lot of folks that maybe mm. just want to... Um, either they've had some low-level scotches and are wanting to kind of maybe take a little baby step forward or um, are just really used to uh, bourbons and, uh, you know, American-style whiskeys and things like that. This is a scotch. It's going to introduce you to what peat uh, tastes like, but it's really just really smooth, <laughs> lots of very airy. Um, and the, the finish, you get little notes of caramel and coffee, which I think are kind of nice. So, And you, you mentioned fruit. You get kind of a little fruity uh, fruity flavor there too, huh? Yeah, you know, I got to tell you, I don't think I'm a fan. That's okay. It's it's because it, it, you know, it's I, I laughed when you were kind of describing it there because it almost feels like a lot of times when I want my kids to eat something they don't want to eat, like I cover it in cheese. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, <laughs> that's I, I, hilarious. That's probably not good. I don't know. But, but you know, your wife does the same thing with you, by the way. Right. right. <laughs> that's why I put on the extra pounds. Right. But no, you can almost kind of tell like there's like a real sweetness, like a fruity sweetness with it. And then yeah. you're right, it's got that peat, but it's like. It's almost like a dab. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's I, in the background. To be fair, I like some real smoky scotch. It's in the background. Yeah. It, it's funny when the uh, guys at the liquor store next door, uh, or, or if you're cultured in, in the South and polite, you say the package store. Right. Right. Uh, right. But the <laughs> at, at the package store next door, uh, they uh, came over after they found out that I'd purchased the shop and uh, sold my life to the landlord for the next five years. <laughs> And uh, they brought me a bottle of uh, Ardbeg, and it, it's a particular, I can't remember the exact number, but it's the Ardbeg that's like, I don't know, in Mississippi, it's like $80 a bottle or just something ridiculous, you know. And um, they, they described it as, you know, just, uh, you know, burning ashes and turning that into liquid and then drinking it. So, you know, <laughs> that, so that might be something we could review down the road, you know, but <laughs> uh, su- super good. I know, I understand what you're talking about with it's the pea. It's so sweet. But this is, this is a sweet, mellow. Uh, scotch that I think just the peat is definitely in the background, but think about for folks that have never been introduced no, no, to scotches no, no. Yeah, before. I get it. Um, Look, and, would, and again, you would not give somebody Laphroaig if they've never had scotch before. Yeah, if you did, if you wanted them in the face. Yeah, if you if if you wanted them to be a, a scotch drinker, you probably probably would not. Yeah. So so a tobacco to pair with this, uh, I thought was a lot of fun. This is uh, Saint James Woods. This is um, uh, a McClelland blend. You can see the uh, just real. Beautiful McClellan tin that you can always expect from them. Uh, this is the 100-gram tin, so uh, it's got a real nice weight to it. Uh, this particular tin is actually aged from 2008. 
which is kind of interesting. So it's really, really old tobacco oh, right wow. here. But um, this is a this is a mellow Virginia. Okay, you think um, you think stoved, uh, just real mellow, kind of creamy Virginias, uh, which I thought paired nicely with this. I'll read the back of this, which uh, the folks at McClellan write. Uh, probably Mary McNeil wrote this because she's such a such a poet. But yeah. um, it says uh, matured Virginia, a sophisticated broken flake of matured red and stove Virginias pressed with the finest Louisiana Perique. Natural sweetness with Perique's compelling character. So, uh, as you know, uh, McClellan does not make a, you know, traditional like a, um, a you know, like a Orlick Golden Slice style flake or a Mac Baron uh, Navy flake type flake. You know, all their flakes are going to be kind of uh, sold as a broken as a broken flake. So, um, but they uh, are, are always good. They have such a good, um, you know robust you know stable of virginias that they're always bringing out and uh, so anyway give that a smell saint james woods of course the patron saint of acting he portrayed uh, he was the voice of hades actually in <laughs> disney's hercules is it the isn't the high school in in family, family guy, guy named james woods high school james woods high. And, and he's actually come on the show before several times is that right yeah i think he's like a regular character at this point all right so i can yeah yeah this is a good pairing i in, in the sense that i don't necessarily like this scotch but I can I can see it. Pappy Joe uh, mentions that you should probably stay away from Speyside Scotch, which is very uh, has very little peat and is high in the honey flavor. And and you can definitely well, I do like honey now. You I, can definitely tell some honey in here, but it might not. For some reason, it's uh, it might be a mixture that just isn't. Um, yeah, maybe I wouldn't like honey with scotch, but I do like. The what? thing is, when you think of drinking scotch, you might be thinking of something different. You know, it's like it, it's like you know people come to the pipe and they're like. Well, you know, I like I like blueberry cobbler, but I don't necessarily want to taste blueberries when I smoke my pipe kind of thing. And, and then some people are the opposite. They're like, you know, I like tobacco, but <laughs> when I smoke my pipe, I want it to taste like a cherry pie, you know? So, you know, I, it's interesting. I hadn't thought about it, but you're right. If, if I had thought I was drinking bourbon, I might be a little bit more open to it. But yeah, I can see this. I mean, there's there's almost kind of a, a softness, I would say, kind of to the uh, tin note of this. It's soft. It's very soft. James yeah. Woods. Yeah. Now, again, this is uh, this is. Aged, uh, aged Virginia tobacco. Virginias, as they age, uh, get super mellow. Some beautiful looking tobacco. Um, and it's just really gorgeous. Every time I open a tin of uh, McClellan Virginias, uh, I kind of feel like it's just this magical experience because it's, um, you know, the the Virginias, they're a little thick cut. They're kind of broken apart in these little chunks. And so uh, they just make a real, real pleasant experience. You almost feel like you've got like a little art project in there or something. <laughs> <laughs> actually, you know, I nice. feel that way whenever I get a tin of McClelland, actually. Like, yeah. Almost the yeah. entire package deal is a real, it's like an art project. I like that. It's a real experience. All right, so good pairing. So black bottle, St. James Woods. Yep, there it is. Um, I'm going to put the lid on here before this dries out. Um, I wonder if James Woods is a pipe smoker. We should get on that. We should send him a uh, tin of St. James Woods. <laughs> he is the patron saint of, uh, what did you say? Acting, I think. Of acting? Yeah. It's something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a very a very poor one um okay so this this is a, what are you talking about you don't like james wood no he's just a very poor saint I oh mean, okay I, I just right, think, yeah. like, he, yeah. he's not a good saint yeah i, I think that it, he, he probably makes a bad i like james wood he's, acting no, he's fine. fun yeah, yeah i like i like him no, he's great he's great i just I, I don't know if i'd wear a medallion of him around my neck yeah all right let's move on then what do we got <laughs> you're keeping this one hidden all right this this one is interesting and um uh, in light of uh, me uh, recently purchasing this uh, this institution, yes, uh, I thought we'd kind of take a trip down memory lane um, and and revisit uh, the lady that I had to had the chance of working for 
before I started managing the shop. And uh, her name was Gwen Reeves. And when she died, she was 89 years old. And she came up to the shop every single day until she died. And uh, she was one of the most sweet, just faithful, generous, passionate, and sophisticated women I've ever met in my life. And she liked bourbon. Yes, she did. <laughs> and every day when she'd go home, she she said, you know, I, there's something about when I get home, I just I just have to have my toddy. So I <laughs> so she she would sit in her backyard. She was a big landscape person and, and, and gardener. And so she'd sit in her backyard and she would, um, you know, would, would overlook her plants that she so, you know, worked at so, so hard and, uh, and sit there and pet her cat in her backyard and she would drink her, her, her toddy. And, uh, that was, you know, that was kind of her ritual. And, um, and, and, um, as a child of the depression, this is a lady that was born in, uh, you know, the, the 1910s and, uh, she was actually, um, you know, obviously extremely frugal. Uh, she's someone that was, uh, not particularly, uh, fond of letting go money, even for luxury things that, you know, were a treat for her. There were, you know, just wasn't something that she was used to doing very often. So, so the bourbon she drank was, um, it was cheap bourbon, but it's very special. And we actually have some from her last batch Man. that, uh, that I hold on to and only take a sip of on special occasions. Man. And so tonight we are going to drink from Mrs. Reeves early times whiskey. Yes, sir. <laughs> I remember. It's so old school, man. Dude, I remember uh, I found that because, you know, let, let's, it's amazing. Let's pull back the curtain here even yeah. a little further. I yeah. mean, here at the Country Squire, of course, you've got uh, this beautiful tobacco bar where we're actually broadcasting from right now. Mm-hmm. Back behind us, we've got these beautiful empty jars of tobacco. That will uh, be full. Very that soon. will be filled very soon. Right. Behind that is an office. That's right. And that office, as, as most uh, establishments would be, the office is, of course, off limits to the patrons. That's right. Or that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Because some of the regulars have started using that office and have for many years. That's right. As a, as to, a liquor to, store. To, to store stuff, yeah. right. Well, to store, <laughs> to store liquid. And specifically uh, liquor of Liquid kind. encouragement, right. And so, you know, I, I remember very one specific uh, uh, week when I, I bought a bottle of, uh, of bourbon and right. I bought it, I left it there and I came back the next week and it was all gone. Right, right. And I and you, I knew... Remember who, that hurricane we were talking about that yeah, time? The hurricane yeah, yeah, that came the hurricane yeah, took it. That's what it was. Yeah, that, that guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, but I remember very specifically grabbing that because, you know, I'm... There's there's a there's a communist nature to the the bourbon. Yeah 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 no, yeah we we Our socialist nature if, it, if you will. If it's in there, it's kind of fair game, it's, it's right? Fair game. I mean, you can leave stuff there, but just know that it may or may not be there when you get back. Yours was not. I remember pouring a little bit of uh, of the old time here, and and you telling me, I, I I don't. Did you know what it was at the time, or is that when it clicked? Yeah, no, I, I did. Man, because yeah. you, you told me that, and I was like, oh. This is sacred. I know. Like, <laughs> like I did. I was like, something should should be. This this needs to be something. I like know, it, right? It, it should be like in a museum. It belongs in a museum. You know, like this is this is. Uh, well, man. It, it it's it's from Mrs. Reeves' uh, private stash, uh, and and I got I was uh, blessed to receive all of it when uh, when she passed away, and um, of course uh, you know her daughter Kim, who I love very dearly, uh, who owned the shop for the past four years before I recently bought it. She um, when Mrs. Gwen died. Uh, Kim was kind enough to give me a few of her dad's pipes and all of her mom's liquor. <laughs> and uh, and so it's really great. And so this uh, this cheap early times whiskey, Man. we I've, I've, I've finished most of the bottle, uh, but I only saved this last little bit for special occasions. Let's so do it. Uh, let's let's have a little sip. Man. This is now this is very humble whiskey. And Bo, I know you're uh, no, yeah, I know your uh, your palate is very refined. Now now and, I see uh, why you started me off with this. But no, no, this. but <laughs> the, I, I'm I'm hoping for our listeners and, and viewers tonight that the 
that the story behind this will make this worth uh worth drinking. Yeah, uh, I've, I've had it before. Because, because most people, you know, when they when they drink or think of early times whiskey, they, you know, it, it's a it's good for cleaning pipes. Um, <laughs> it, it it may or may not, you know, uh. It'd be good for, I don't know, if you need to clean your rifle barrel or a car battery or, you know, something like that. I, 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 there's lots of uses for whiskey like that. I got this. some car batteries but in here, brother. Yeah, so so anyway, let's uh, let's honor Miss Gwen and have uh, have just a little sip. Man. To yeah. Gwen Reeves. To Gwen Reeves and the Country Squire. Cheers. Yep. Yeah, she she was um, she was stronger than me. <laughs> Man, that's a, that's a smooth, smooth drink right it's there. It's actually not too bad. It's you know? really not. Yeah, that's it's a, really good. It's, I, you know, it, like I said, I can understand why you started me off with this black bottle here. Because <laughs> this tastes like the nectar of the gods by comparison. I know, right? I know. Man. Now, the early times, it's interesting. So this is the official uh, bourbon of um, of the uh, Kentucky Derby. And so if you go to Kentucky, the whoa, Kentucky whoa, Derby. hang on now. I thought the Kentucky yeah. Derby official bourbon changes every year. Is that not right? Well, I could be wrong about that. Okay. okay. I know the past... I know in in the recent past it has been the official bourbon of the Kentucky okay. Derby. Okay. Um, and so they make uh, mint juleps out of this. Real popular to make mint juleps. Oh and, yeah, and yeah, you, yeah. you can kind of taste some of the sweetness in there. It's um, a, a whiskey that goes really well, uh, you know, with all the mint and you know sugary simple syrup and all that. It's not stuff, an so. offensive whiskey. That's no. really what it comes down to. Like you know, the black the black bottle has some very intense tastes of various yeah. kinds that don't necessarily belong. This together. is real mellow and kind of it's got a little bite, but it's you it's know, a good cocktail whiskey. Yeah, it's a good it's a good mixing. Whiskey. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, so you have a lot of folks that drink it uh, just because of that. Um, but anyway, um, uh, you know, in matter of fact, Pappy Joe uh, tweets in right now. He says it's a good mixing whiskey, which yeah. I, I oh, tend absolutely. to agree with. But um, yeah, and of course we have it in our luxurious uh, plastic bottle here tonight. <laughs> um, and uh, and so tonight I have paired this whiskey uh, with a really uh, good tobacco that I enjoy very much that has a lot of strength to it. And uh, this is Solani Virginia Flake uh, with Perique. And uh, if you're familiar with the Solani Virginias, you'll um, you know kind of recognize that uh, you know white tin with the little uh, yellow outline uh, on the label. I think it uh, you know just has a real kind of clean look to it. But this stuff just it just got it just got so much strength to it, man. Yeah. It's like and and you and you you smoke about a half a bowl uh, before you get done with the bowl, and you're like, oh, that's what Perique tastes like because you just get this like <laughs> kind of pepper bomb, you know, in your face. And I I thought the bite of the early times would go really nice with the Solani Virginia Flake uh, with Perique. So I'm gonna let you smell this. This is a this is a this is a tobacco you want to smoke when you got a little something on your tummy. Oh yeah. You know, it makes sense to pair with this whiskey. Like you said, I mean, it's a good mixing whiskey. And so, you know, it's the whiskey's not too offensive. So a tobacco, I mean, I hate to say offensive for the tobacco, but yeah, tobacco yeah. that's got quite a flavor punch. Yeah. It makes sense. I think it's good. I, I, I like the Solani, especially if I'm, you know, kind of tired or trying to wake up or if I'm in the middle of a very intense activity where I need, uh, you know, need a uh, kind of a boost or a kick or something to help me mm-hmm. focus, you know, kind of that extra punch. Uh, sometimes it's just something to kind of help you hone in on something. I find that a lot with, uh, you know, tobaccos that have higher nicotine content. Does it always come in the bacon strips? Uh, it does. Yeah, it does. Uh, so they come in little little square tins. And uh, this one came out of a, um, I believe, a 50 gram tin or right. a 1.75 ounce tin. So, Excellent pairing, um, man. Yeah, I, I thought that was good. I thought the strength of that and uh, it, it went well with the early times, which, uh, you know, it is Kentucky whiskey. They call this Kentucky whiskey. Uh, it is not a... 
uh, a bourbon, even though it's made in Kentucky, they uh, it, it does not meet all the bourbon standards uh, for that. <laughs> I mean, uh, they, for a variety of reasons, they I'm knew sure. what they were doing. They when knew what they were, they were doing. It's not a plastic bottle, you know. Exactly. Come on. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, um, man, this is the last time we will drink out of this bottle until the Country Squire is fifty years old. Man, so that'll go back. Isn't that fun? Awesome. Yeah. Cheers, awesome. Man. Yeah. Look, I love, I've already drank all mine. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> Downed it. Yeah, that's, uh, what, a, what a great legacy, what a great story to yeah. go along with um, with such a uh, mediocre uh, whiskey. That's awesome. That's right. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> the only the only thing that could redeem a whiskey like that is the sweet, uh, wonderful woman that, 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 uh, Absolutely. that, that was, uh, that nursed a glass of it every night. <laughs> that's so beautiful. I love it, man. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. That means a lot to me. Man, absolutely. Yep. Well, hey, man, you know, we've got some. Uh, some great pairings here. We love pairing the whiskeys with tobaccos. And, uh, you know, you need something to smoke various tobaccos with. You do. In fact, as you, you, you smoke do. different tobaccos of varying tastes and varying uh, makeups, you're going to want a good pipe that you know you can kind of put through the ringer, have a bunch of different tasting tobaccos and not have to worry in terms of the quality or uh, leaving too much cake. And you know That's what's right. really good for that? You know, the first thing that comes to mind is a corncob pipe. A corncob pipe from Missouri Meerschaum. That's right. That's right. Man, Man we've got a couple of really interesting uh, pipes tonight, and I love... Uh, big fan of these shapes that we're uh, that we're featuring tonight. But oh, we got the, we're from Mississippi. We have to be. We got to be. We're, yeah. we're talking, of course, about the Huck Finn and the Tom Sawyer. Now, Huck Finn and Tom Sawyer, uh, you know, obviously uh, characters made famous by uh, Mark Twain. He actually invented them. I don't know if you do this or not. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> I, 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 right. <laughs> of course you did. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, Mark Twain, of course, uh, in, uh, created these characters of Huck Finn, Mark, uh, and, uh, and Tom Sawyer. Tom Sawyer being the original character that Huck Finn being a spinoff character that uh kind of uh, you know what would you say but between the two which character do you think really kind of has a little bit more of a legacy behind them uh yeah, i'm a huck finn guy I huck think. finn was kind of the lord of the rings to tom sawyer's hobbit yeah yeah i, I could see that I, i'm i'm more of a of a huck finn guy yeah i think uh it just has a little more staying power it's more uh commonly aware of in the you know uh literary I don't know, world as far as just, you know, pop culture or whatever. But well, what about these pipes? Um, Which one do you prefer? Man, I, I've got to say uh, they're both beautiful. The the Tom Sawyer is nice because it's kind of uh, got that short, almost like the Morgan we talked about before, uh, got that real short uh, kind of compact look that's just real easy to tote with you, super uh, versatile. Um, I've got to be honest, though, man, I'm a sucker for the Huck Finn. Yeah? That is... If if a Bing's favorite from Savinelli <laughs> right were were a Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, it would be a Huck. It'd fan. be a Huck fan. I mean, look at that man. It's it, imagine in your mind if you're if you're uh, listening, it's got a uh, a, a long uh, elongated stem with kind of a nice uh, apple shaped bowl, uh, small to medium size, and the and the the amber stem on that just really takes up a nice uh, you know half portion of that really long stem. So it's so a extremely um, uh, elegant pipe. I yeah. think, for for a corn cob. Well, pipe. I was gonna say it's an apple bowl, but yeah, definitely kind of on the smaller side in yeah. terms of uh, yeah. bowls. Maybe a little bit smaller than you might assume from uh, from an apple shape but a beautiful pipe both of these great quality pipes from the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum if you haven't gotten yourself a Missouri Meerschaum pipe these are some great pipes to get and if you happen to have a Huck Finn take yourself a picture smoking that this week we will retweet that out on Twitter and if you happen to be actually uh, you know uh, uh, rafting down the Mississippi while you're doing it <laughs> all, all the more reason why we'd retweet it absolutely so th- big thanks to Missouri Meerschaum check them out y'all support them and again thank them for supporting us Question of the week. We have listeners that, that 
raft down the Mississippi River? We might. We may find uh, out really soon. You know, I, I know one of them is a riverboat is a is a boat captain on, right. on the Gulf that's on, right. on, on the Gulf of Mexico. But I but I I, I don't know about. Uh, about that i'd be curious if you if you happen to be <laughs> let us know let us know pipe question of the week this week comes in from eric i'm gonna say rise but i'm honestly not sure how to pronounce your last name sir eric reese maybe reese something like that says new listener to the show love you guys uh this is a pipe culture question i recently moved down to houston and decided i would visit my local tobacconist uh the place has a members only lounge where i was told i could not sit uh, there is no other sitting. <laughs> there is no other sitting in the shop, uh, seating in the shop, and the employees spend a good deal of their time in the lounge. Uh, is this a common place? I always thought a smoking shop was a place where the customers mingled with each other and the proprietor. Um, Eric, good question. I have a feeling that many have experienced similar situations as yours, and uh, and you know I, I speak as someone who's early. Uh, pipe experiences kind of fell very similarly. Uh, but we have with us John David Cole, now the owner of the Country Squire. Uh, <laughs> John David, is this commonplace? Do you like to uh, keep the, uh, the, uh, the, the regulars separate from the new customers? Yeah, that's why I never let you in. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it, you know, I, I have seen shops like this. There, uh, there's one right outside of San Francisco. I forget the name of the shop, but um, it, it, you know, they have a smoking lounge and you have to pay a fee to, to sit in the lounge to, wow. to smoke and it's mm. for members only and, and that kind of thing. And they're, they're very rigid on that. And a lot of this is for, um, you know, shops that maybe are super busy and just have a really limited amount of space. I mean, I, you know, so if, if there's, I, before I bash this shop, whatever shop this is, uh, which there are some, by the way, there's some really, really great, uh, pipe shops in Houston, Texas. Did, of course, I was born in Houston, Texas. That's right. I have, have yeah. a lot of family mm-hmm. there, and um, and love Houston. There's uh, you know, several really good pipe shops there, and I I love to look at those when I go uh, back home. But um, you know, a lot of these shops they may have a have a reason for that. You know, whether it be a super busy shop and their space is limited, or I you know, I I just don't know the particular circumstance. But uh, but that that is a thing that happens. So if you do bump into that, that's not completely out of the ordinary in the pipe world. Having said that, that will never happen at the Country Squire. <laughs> if you if you come in here and uh, and are a uh, you know a, a pipe smoker and want to uh, just hang out with the folks uh, that are here and also sample what there is to sample and uh, breathe our air and and smoke our tobacco and share our space, you're always welcome. And I think on average, you know, to be honest with you, I have been in shops that are that are like that, but uh, most pipe shops are gonna um, gonna tend towards the come one come all kind of kind of model and, and and i think that is more indicative of who pipe people are look there's there's such an air of snobbery that exists in the pipe community and i know i know many of you know exactly what i'm talking about and and you know that that is so toxic to the community and to the industry and we can't have that i yeah i would you know you're good, a snob. Good answer. <laughs> no, I, I, trust me, I am not. <laughs> when it comes to bison pie tobacco, I, I certainly mean, am not. Th- th- we got to be careful here because the, th- there's a certain snobbery that like that that is acceptable. Like we we like people that know a lot about pipes and know a lot about tobaccos and are really passionate about those things. But it's when it becomes kind of an exclusive thing. See, you know, that's it, what I'm talking. About. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it, this is not you know uh, 1960 where you know. It, only certain people walk in the door and they smoke only Dunhills with only this kind of tobacco. And, you know, your average pipe smoker in today's culture looks like you and me. They're kind of, you know, bearded, disheveled, you know, young people that are, you know, 
progressive and uh, in, involved in different things. There's just not as many, you know, you know, uh, people in traditional industry, banking, lawyers, doctors that that smoke pipes anymore. Although there, those people do. But you've got a lot of just you know normal working guys, creatives, a lot of. Uh, you know, um, blue collar folks that just that just smoke pipes, and I I don't know. I, I want I want to be about that here. When I, we I when we did the first I, one one of the first pipe culture episodes we did, one of the emails, and we got a couple of them, and, and kind of I think it was actually the first episode when we get we're just like what what is pipe culture? That's what we were asking. We were asking the question, what is pipe culture? It started that entire series, and a couple of times we got comments and emails that talked about pipes as the great equalizer. Yeah, that it didn't yeah. matter what walk of life you were. It didn't matter if you were young or old, you know, male, female, no matter what your background was, uh, the pipe is kind of an equalizer. We can all come down and sit down and sit next to each other in a pipe shop and have a conversation. Even if we have extreme differences of opinion, yeah, we can sure. sit there and enjoy a pipe. It becomes a common denominator. It becomes a yeah. common denominator that, yeah. that just, it, it breaks down those barriers for you know, as you as you mentioned, I mean, the, the industry has changed. And so I think that this idea of kind of tearing off your clientele is is bad because your new customers coming in, if they feel like they're excluded and there's a paywall, well, look, this is not a smoking a pipe is not exactly just something you just pick up and you got it. You know, it's not riding yeah. a bike. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a complicated process. You need mentors Yeah, like that. Uh, mo- and many of you have come to this podcast because you are looking for mentorship. So I would, I would implore the, the pipe and uh, you can't, <laughs> I know that you want to be more diplomatic here. I'll be a no, little and, bit more. And, yeah. A- and aggressive. I mean that that's fine. I would implore, yeah. I would implore shop owners who have this kind of system. Think about ways that maybe new customers, maybe they can, I mean, I understand, you know, you, you, you want to have kind of membership and, and, and you want to make sure that there are benefits to having membership and that's part of your, your revenue stream. And I'm not, I'm not knocking that, but I would encourage you with your new customers, especially give them like a three month uh, you know, lounge access or something like that. But you need those. It's interesting. You idea. need those new customers mingling yeah. with those those old timers or those longtime customers or those longtime pipe smokers, people yeah. who are in this industry. Because in many respects, those are the people that are going to mentor them and teach them how to do this. You know that that is a good point. I, I have seen many people who uh you know have struggled with the pipe. You know, just to get started. We all we know. Look, if you're listening to this podcast, you love the pipe. We all love the pipe. We're all you know, relatively, uh, you know, uh, aware of the, you know, uh, minutia of pipes and, and also have fought through how to keep it lit and, you know, different types of tobacco and all these things. And there, there are people out there that, that do need that kind of support to kind of to power through those early frustrating stages of it. Um, and, and so I think you're right. There, there is an element where, um, you know, it, the, the person, the, the neophyte, the person that's uh, new to this, uh, is only is only going to be um, you know they're only going to be uh, you know encouraged to stick with it because of other people going through common you know common situations. So uh, anyway, I I think there is something to that. I, I will say you know again that um, I don't know the local circumstances. I don't know uh, what kind of pipe shop you know. Uh, Pappy Joe ha- had a great point. He just tweeted in that we uh, uh, and I think uh, this you know, may or may not be relevant in this situation, but uh, the private smoking lounge may be related to some kind of local regulation or some kind of local even ordinance. Still. Uh, yeah. And, I, you know, any, even then, like you said, you know, there's no, uh, you know, sense in which maybe the uh, the staff and uh, maybe the owner of the shop uh, wouldn't just stay over there all the time. I don't really understand that. Well, even but, if that's the situation, um, you need to encourage the, yeah. the people who are members to actually spend time in the, in the more public space. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying that. I, I, I don't know. I, I think, you know, but, but 
you know, kind of in, in summary, I think we've got a situation where th- this does exist. It is a thing. Uh, you do you do have that out there. And, uh, you know, and that's OK uh, for some people. Uh, you know, it, it, it isn't how it runs at, at my shop. Uh, I can say that now. Uh, but it, but it, and it and it's not it, it's not how it runs at, at most pipe shops, you know, and, and I think it's, uh, you know, just kind of a come one, come all every man's uh, style. Uh, places uh, is more indicative of where the pipe culture and the pipe community is is at in general. Well, one way or the other, great pipe question, Eric. Uh, thanks for sending that in. And hey, if you've got a pipe question of the week, send it in CSR at potisteri.com. You can also send it on Facebook and Twitter as well. Quick fire with, with the squire. squire. Quick fire question. Bring the heat, son. All right, this is the last one from Varge, the pipe pirate. Everybody loved my. You pirate like saying accent. that, didn't they? Oh yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. All right, here we go. Um, food is the topic here. Okay, something I'm very well acquainted with. Wrigley spearmint or juicy fruit? Juicy fruit, no question. Well, Wrigley spearmint tends to last longer than juicy fruit. Juicy fruit, the taste, the taste, the taste is gonna move ya. Right? That was juicy fruit. That. I'm not sure, but you you are correct. Juicy fruit doesn't last long. It really doesn't last that long. But like the flavor, right? right but it right. but it's so much better. Have we talked about this? Do you remember? Um. Uh. Oh, what was the one with the zebra? Like the rainbow colored zebra? Are we talking about chewing gum? Yeah, yeah, chewing gum. No, I don't know. You would get the stick out, and it would have like it would have zebra stripes, like stripes. They were like rainbow stripes. Okay. I'm I'm looking at our large studio audience, but this is this is way before his time. <laughs> Uh, what is that? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't right. know. I, I, I'm going to go with Juicy Fruit. No, I'll go with uh, Spearmint. Uh, Twinkie or Ding Dong? <laughs> uh, Twinkie, only because it would certainly survive a nuclear winter. I'm going to go... Ding Dong is the... Uh, that's the chocolate, right? Yeah, that's the chocolate. It's like a chocolate donut. I would nah, go, th- those are good. Those are really good. I would, go, I would go the Ding Dong, but I would always eat around the cream. I never liked the cream on the inside. What's wrong with you? I just... God, it wasn't my thing. Uh, fa- fango Mint or Tootsie Roll? Uh, I don't know what a fang- frango or fango mint is, uh, so I'm going to go with Tootsie Roll. Yeah, I'll do the same. Yeah. For the exact same reasons. Right. That's Chicago. <clears throat> Thank you. Chicago-style hot dog or deep dish pizza? Oh, man. Golly. Um, I Golly. If it, if it were any other hot dog, I would always go with the pizza, but a Chicago-style hot dog, that's powerful. Is that what we had when we were in Chicago? We did eat one. Then yeah. that, 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 that. And, and it's fine. It, yeah. it, it's fine. Like it, 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 uh, it, it stands, it stands on its own. So I love a deep dish pizza, but if it's a Chicago style hot dog, um, uh, that, that wins. Yep. 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 I agree for the exact same reason. <laughs> All right. Great quick fire questions from Varge the Pipe Pirate. If you've got some quick fire questions, send them in to CSR at Potisteri.com. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. Fruit stripes. Fruit stripes. Yep. That, that's it. It's that, fruit stripes. That stuff like was like tasty for like two seconds. Like even like sometimes before the entire thing like got wet. Yeah. Like the flavor was gone. Yeah. It was really good for a second. <laughs> fruit stripe gum. That's right. I remember that. All right, man. We got some great listener feedback, but first we got to tell you about the final sponsor for this episode. Of course, talking about this pipe life. Man, this pipe life. Yeah. This pipe life.com. A lot of folks have uh, gotten involved with this now. It's become a real robust community in a real uh, short amount of time. But if you go there, uh, you can interact with uh, just a 
a whole host of people from across the country uh, who are also passionate about the pipe, uh, but in a new uh, kind of environment that encourages social media and uh, just, you know, modern technology, but also just has kind of a clean uh, clean flavor to it uh, that I think appeals to our generation. So um, we love this pipe life. Uh, good friends of the show. Uh, you'll find a bunch of things on there like uh, forums, uh, ways you can integrate your own pipe experiences with it. Uh, you know, ideas on you know best practices of you know cleaning your pipe, how to how to keep your pipe lit, uh, pipe etiquette, all these kinds of things. Pipe so, etiquette, that's good. Um, yeah, yeah, very important. So yeah, um, yeah but uh, we love the folks at thispipelife.com, and uh, we're proud proud to be associated with them and uh and hope you can check that out yeah looking forward to uh posted some more stuff actually posted uh right after our pirate episode that's right uh, i'm just curious right. to see what uh thoughts people had for uh <laughs> for piracy and pipe tobacco so uh go over either uh this uh give your thoughts and uh yeah we'd, we'd love to see that love to see it happen this portland paul just sent in a tweet of fruit stripe gum that's what fruit stripes look like <laughs> do you, yeah. remember, you don't remember that I, I don't to be honest with you okay i, I was more of a uh, what, f- uh oh golly what was that fruit by the foot is that what that was oh yeah is that stuff that like it was like it, gum like, but it came in like a what looked like a like tape a, measure yeah thing. it came in a tape measure type thing yeah it had this real uh you know ridiculous thing you had to peel off of it i don't know but it's like a ballpark stable back in the day like yeah for softball or yeah. for baseball you remember big league chew did you ever drink eat or chew big league chew the, you know the chewing no, gum I, I know yeah no i guess I, they still make that i do don't you know. sell it here i guess i, you, I know i probably should probably yeah. be illegal it's probably right i don't know i mean it, it's it's gum i don't know it is <laughs> it is all right man we got some great listener feedback in this week um kevin w wrote in uh this is regarding the fda show he said uh super informative yeah uh, really dig a calm level-headed discussion on what's going on especially with all the panic out there you know and it's great feedback thank you so much for that kevin yeah uh, and i i, I even thought about it at the time, knowing you know on, on this side of the uh, the table, so to speak, knowing that you were in the process of buying the shop, yeah, that I was kind of be like this is coming from somebody who's like about to go in, like you know, yeah, that's right, full that's into right. it, yeah. And I, you know, uh, again, that was kind of an interesting thing that I had to hold back for a season, uh, you know, <laughs> while we got through uh, right. uh, our our effort to you know make the switch over, and uh, yeah, I, you know, it, it's something I, I think. Obviously, I would not have, uh, you know, dove in on the Country Squire if I didn't think that we could weather the storm and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I think with every, you know, uh, coming day, it seems like there's more and more progress as to kind of sorting some of this stuff out. There's a big coalition of folks that are really uh, intent on making this, uh, you know, uh, pipe and uh, premium cigar friendly. And so, uh, you know, we're going to work work through on that. But look, uh, pipes are not going away. Like, you know, I think a lot of folks are thinking like, oh, well, all of a sudden this is going to go away and you won't be able to get in these blends anymore and, you know, all this kind of stuff. It, it, you know, there are going to be things to work through, but, um, you know, we're, we're here to stay, man. Like, uh, tobacco is, is, um, you know, pre, I want to be careful how I say this premium tobacco is, is part of the fabric of our culture. You know, even our, even our country was founded, uh, because of, you know, the, um, you know, the popularity of this stuff in the old world. Yeah. And so, you know, it, we're not, we're not going anywhere. And I, you know, um, don't, you know, the people that are crying fire in the, you know, movie theater and all this kind of stuff, it, you know, it, it it's a big deal, but we're, um, we're prepared and we're going to move forward and we're going to find new ways to adapt. And, um, and it's going to, it's going to be because of people like us and like you that, um, care a lot about the passion of it care, or, you know, care a lot about the, uh, the pastime of it and um and and it's a part of our lives and 
and we're thankful for that. So, um, so yeah. That's good, man. Yeah. Hey, uh, you want to take that next one? Absolutely. Uh, Rick the Sick on YouTube, he says, <laughs> I'm a fairly new listener, and you're doing a fantastic job. Just tell Butch we miss him. Uh, you should bring him on the show sometime. Man, that's great. Uh, Butch was actually in the shop yesterday for the first time in, in quite a while. He uh, just took a new job and a really good friend of mine. But um, if you've seen uh, some of our Country Squire videos on YouTube, that we did before uh, my friend Butch Arthur and I would sit right here at this tobacco bar and uh, kind of banter back and forth about a variety of things. And, uh, <laughs> Butch, Butch is a really good friend and, uh, and, and is uh, one of a kind. So uh, man, well, I'll, I will definitely pass that along to him. Yeah, man. Great stuff. We really appreciate this feedback guys. Hey, if you got some feedback, you can always send it in uh, email us CSR at potisteri.com. You can also head over to iTunes and write us a review. We love it when you guys do that. Uh, we also would love for you to subscribe to us. And this is where I normally say subscribe to us on iTunes, but I'm not going to. You know why? Because you can subscribe to us on the Satchel Podcast Player for your iPhone. Man, isn't that amazing? That's right. Available, actually announcing it today as we record uh, the show here on Monday. Yeah, we actually announced it today. Satchel is available on your iPhone, and so I would encourage all of you, as just a personal favor to me, if nothing else, head over to uh, the App Store, download Satchel, the Satchel Podcast Player. Give it a try out. Let me know what you think. It's, uh, you know, it's been a, a I always want to make it a work in progress. We've gotten such great feedback in, yeah, but I always feel yeah. nervous about it to some extent. No, like, you're, you're putting your jewels out there. You know, you, you've been working really hard on this. Really proud of my friend, Bo. He's worked really hard uh, with, with his partner, Briar, uh, just on this uh, incredible um, app that includes, I, I'm not even going to try to describe it, but it, <laughs> but, it, but it's the best way to listen to Country Squire Radio and, and your favorite podcasts. And uh, we, we definitely hope that you go check it out. So check it out, satchelplayer.com. We'll get you links to download it on your phone. You can also find it on the app store. Uh, subscribe to us there. You can also email us, CSR at potisteri.com. You can stay in touch with us throughout the week. You can email the show at Squire Radio, or you can email us directly at The Real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore Country Squire. Of course, all those links can be found at countrysquireradio.com, where normally you can tune in live every single week. However, next week for the live show, we will be off a week. Now, yeah. Don't worry. We'll actually have a podcast out That's right. uh, next week, but we will not have a live Fun show. interview coming. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. It'll be great. Uh, we'll be live the following Tuesday after that, so a little craziness with the schedule. Reason, of course, being is that I will be in London uh, next week. Really looking forward to it. Speaking at New Media Ah, uh, foggy London town. It's going to be fun, man. And uh, hey, if you if you happen to be in that area, you want to get together and uh, smoke a pipe, then uh, tweet me and we'll, we'll make it work out. I've, I've got an entire week while I'm there. I have no earthly idea what I'm going to do. So uh, I'm also looking for recommendations. Y'all, y'all let me know. But again, no live show next week, but we will have a podcast as per usual. Uh, again, links to all that can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. Well, man, a momentous occasion and a, what a wonderful time to have a Squire select. Man, I know. Little, it's it's uh, good, to, good, good to hoist a, a little bit of brown water with you and uh, just kind of enjoy the moment, savor it, and uh, of course some good tobacco too. But um, yeah, I'm actually smoking uh, tonight the first pipe I ever bought for Mrs. Reeves. This was before, <laughs> I, uh, before I started working at the Country Squire. It's a Savinelli Trevi. Um, and when I saw this pipe, of course, you can buy this pipe now for, I think, I don't know, $115, $120, something like that. And when I saw this, I was a very broke uh, graduate student thinking, uh, okay, if I if I buy this, what kind of penance am I going to have to uh, <laughs> uh, pay over the next month to, uh, to you know, if, if I shame myself enough, then then buying this will be worth it. Right, and, right, uh, right, and, right. And, it and it's totally been worth it. Yeah, no, it, <laughs> judging by the uh, the look at the bo- inside bowl of that, it's seen some love. Yeah, it's, it's got a few miles on it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let's go have a night. See you, brother. You've been
been listening to Country Squire Radio. For more information on this and other shows, please visit Pottery. Pottery.com.